Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. In today's episode, I will be chatting with my friend Alice, who sprinkled her pixie dust over in the Magic Kingdom, in Disney's Epcot in the UK Pavilion, and on Disney Cruise Lines. Hi, Alice. Hi. This is so exciting. I mean, firstly, sorry you've had to come back and do this again. Do you know, when it was my my worst fear was not getting the the cruise the cruise guys back because I know that Disney Magic at Sea is back up and running. Yeah. You guys have been so responsive <laughs> with coming on, even though you are living the ship life and stuff. So thank you so much. I appreciate it so, so not much. Not a problem. I mean, we've got a few hours to spare in the middle of the day. May as well fill it with something other than napping. <laughs> Just more <laughs> Disney, you know? Just more Disney all the yeah. time. <laughs> and um, but, reason to talk about Disney. <laughs> exactly. But obviously, we met on our CRP, Alice. We were actually only two or three arrival groups apart. So we did spend a majority yeah. of our programme together, which was so lovely. And um, we had such a good time talking last time. But I'm so excited to revisit everything <laughs> all over again definitely what well, a horrible reason to have to talk about disney all over again yeah exactly but we but that's but we bring that pixie dust and that sparkle to the I day know. and we're like no we're gonna forget about wine gate and we're gonna go for it so you know what oh let's not gosh, talk about wine. that in- <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make merch you know it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> hashtag hashtag wine gate but um yeah before we get into your disney journey alice let's start with a little disney quickfire so I want to know firstly what your favorite Disney park in the world is oh Magic Kingdom I don't even have to think about it if I close my eyes and like I'm transported I am stood next to the partner statue having just got a coffee from Starbucks on Main Street and I'm waiting for a show and I don't care what time of day it is whether it is like the castle show I don't care if it is festival of fantasy I wishes if it's wishes oh my god oh you know (laughs) I am I'm just I'm just on the hub that is me I love Magic Kingdom so much I'm with you on Magic Kingdom that is definitely my favorite park as well other than Disneyland over in California that they're on a par for me but but I mean, it's just it's just the the pure magic and the traditions of Disney being oh like my, yeah. Fantasyland, Frontierland, it is like Disney. yeah, exactly it is, that. It, it is unadulterated Disney. I'm exactly the same with you with Disneyland as well. But it's two completely separate like things. That yes, they're the same, but they're not. They're just no. they're worlds apart. I think Disneyland because it is just so traditional and it's. It hasn't really been altered that much. You can yeah. just, well, walk in Walt's footsteps, which exactly, I did. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, um, going on from favourite park, what's your favourite ride and property? Oh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, go for a classic. Yeah, I mean, I've always had that little bit of the kooky, spooky side of me, and that ride I adore. I like with all the... Um, like all the build up to it, the entire story. And then you can just see when the Imagineers changed. Like it just goes from one Imagineer with all of like the real detailed stuff. And then you get to the perfect cheese. And it's just, oh, it's that winning combination for me. Yeah, it's a great attraction. It's so many people's like top dog as well when it goes to the park. It's like mm. first in or last out. Always when you see, I love seeing 13 minutes on the on the My Disney Experience app. And it's like, yeah. I know what One. that means. Yeah. 
Um, if you don't know, Google it, guys. Google is free. Mm-hmm. Um, in the words of Francis Dominic. Um, but um, next question: What is your favorite show on Property? Lion King. Festival yeah, of Lion, Festival King. Lion King. Absolutely adore it. I mean, I'm a '90s kid. At, at the end of the day, Lion King is my favorite Disney movie. I have all of the variations of albums of Broadway, West End, the live movie, the original one, the OST CD. I have them all. I love Lion King a lot. I love it. She's a stan. (laughs) I love that. Well, penultimate question. What is your favourite ship out of Disney's cruise line? Wonder! (laughs) Wonder, yeah? Wonder! Amazing. Yeah, I mean, she's my home ship. She was my first contract. I mean, granted, I am only 50% through I haven't done any of the dream class I've only done classic and right now magic is a great home to be but she's exactly the same as the wonder and I turn a corner and go oh look it's Tiana's oh wait no I mean Rapunzel's (laughs) (laughs) brilliant love it well you know what I can you're gonna I can already I already know Alice you're gonna be with cruise line for as long as that as long as you want to be so you're gonna (laughs) go through all them ships and you're gonna be like okay I can compare I can like compare She'll be back for part two, guys, with the fantasy. And um, oh my god, what's the third, what's the other one called? Dream, wonder, dream, dream, uh, dream, and, dream yeah. And then soon, soon to be the wish as well. She's got so her eyes on that. Yeah, I was gonna sweets. say. <laughs> oh, those sweets look amazing. It does look amazing. Looks amazing. Well, my final question, this quick fire for you, Alice, is: if you could work in any Disney park, resort, cruise line area, where would you work? Disneyland, California. Yeah. I want me one of those plaid waistcoats and a little riding crop. I would love to be a VIP tour guide. I know it's not dream. necessarily thinking thinking high because it's, it's not a high position, but I would just love like this right now, unadulterated, talking about Disney all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And I mean, getting paid to ride Space Mountain and like go and chill in like... <laughs> all the restaurants oh yeah you know? let's just like, go and have lunch over here today guys and literally oh, what's that behind the stage of haunted mansion again oh pepper's ghost oh you want me to tell you all about this right now? Okay. <laughs> love it love it well now we know all about your disney kino side alice let's get into your disney journey so tell me where it all began and where your love for the disney company started and why you initially applied for the program So my love of Disney, like I said a minute ago, 90s kid, there was a great like time for films, for everything, Disney Channel, this and that. I was very late actually in going to the parks. My family didn't really fancy it. And I was just there watching all my VHSs of everything and seeing like the giant golf park that I thought Epcot was when I was a child. And remember seeing the adverts for Space Mountain and going, wow, that looks terrifying. And I, it wasn't until I was 16 that I went to the Walt Disney World in Florida for the first time. And I wept. I walked into Magic Kingdom, saw the castle for the first time, hyperventilated, cried. And I was like, I'm home. I love it. And <laughs> <laughs> love it. And literally, I was just like, I need to find a way to get back here. And... I, as everyone has done and everyone has said, they would just happen to be in Epcot one day, happen to be in the United Kingdom Pavilion and someone just happened to mention yummy jobs. And I remember 
going home from that vacation at 16 years of age, Googling them straight away mm. and going, how can I do this? Obviously being too young at that point, I was like, right, keep them in my mind. And then at university, I was just like, right, I'm, I'm going to be finishing my second year now. Let's do something. And then I applied for CRP. I didn't get very far. I failed. Um, but they did say that we have this thing called the International College Programme. Would you mm. be interested if we transferred your application over? It is just three months rather than 12. And you could be anywhere on property. And I was like, mm, that's a gamble I'm willing to take. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> it's great. I mean, I, we've had ESPN World of, Wide World of Sports on this podcast and they loved it. But it's when like it's, it is a risk, isn't it? Because you could end up yeah. like in the back end of the resort. And do you know what? You're still a customer at the end of the day. But it is yeah. it is a risk. Like You could end up somewhere that you don't want to be. Well, I remember being told where my location was. And I remember Googling the costume straight away and going, oh, gosh, is that going to be my life for summer? <laughs> I, ended up spending, <laughs> I had a pre-run of the bonnet life and I was in Columbia Harbour House and <laughs> opposite the Haunted Mansion whoop, whoop, and I loved every second of it and my family were just like right get her out there let's get Disney out of her system she'll come back and she'll be a normal functioning human grown-up adult <laughs> who doesn't have a Disney obsession and life will be normal and honestly it just made everything 10 times uh worse better i don't care yeah, I, know, I, yeah I know what you mean because yeah. it's, the, it's the bug isn't it you get the bug mm-hmm. and like you it's think like, the bug is like there when yeah yeah literally you can't get enough you just can't get mm. enough of it and it doesn't even come because I think a lot of people think that um oh the best part is the discounts or like the park entry and that's all fab but it's about working for a company that cares yeah. so much about the service it provides completely I mean I've never worked, well, at, what was I? I was just turning 23. I, I turned 23 when I went there. Um, it was a long process to get out there. Um, yeah, so I had my birthday and I think I arrived in the first week of June and my birthday is the second week of June. And I was on the top floor of Columbia Harbour House and they have this little birthday song. And like It's, it's kind of like the one from um, Emperor's New Groove. Happy, happy birthday. This is your birthday song. And you hear it a thousand times a day because obviously in Disney, it's always someone's birthday. (laughs) And I could hear them singing and the singing got louder and louder. And I'm just there bussing a table, like staring out the window onto uh, Liberty Square, waiting for the parade to come by. And there was like eight or nine cast members who had come out of the way of their day with one of the little... um, chocolate fudge brownies and a little teeny tiny candle in it and they were singing to me and I was like I've just got here and now I feel like part of the family already that is amazing that's so good and do you know what it proves that like the magic can be made in any location at any time it's just about like I think if you are willing to give everything like everything will come to you like that is pretty much as easy as it gets what what was it like working at Harbour House obviously you said um that you had the pre-bonnet experience um (laughs) like a girl (laughs) but what um but like obviously Harbour House we spoke about this before on the last recording that it's a bit of a hidden gem really because you don't when you think of magic or at least when I think of magic kingdom I think cosmic rays peco's bill pinocchios then Harbour House is a little bit tucked away isn't it it's the upper class quick service. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly <laughs> we've, that. 
we've got our grilled salmon we've got steamed broccoli couscous like it's, it's just not what you think of when you think of park food yeah. but for, for me columbia harbour house one of my favorite memories of one of the positions is bell ringer which i believe doesn't exist anymore and it is as the name entails you just stand outside with an old-fashioned like dinner lady style bell and you just ring it that is it and you go oh hi welcome aboard which probably has led me to ship life as well actually yeah. <laughs> but you stand there and you ring this bell and I remember this one day and I'm ringing the bell and this family worked by and they were just like the British are coming the British are coming and I went we're already here love <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh she's from the UK but you gave her the pride of my life. Your diction is so good, by the way, when you're like, the UK is exactly how <laughs> Americans say it. All the Americans <laughs> listening to be like, she got that. She knows what she's doing. It's almost um, like I've lived there, right? Yeah, right? For Just for a bit. <laughs> but um, but what, um, like working in the Magic Kingdom, I think at first for a lot of people, it can be like, oh my God, I'm going to be in the one of your favourite park. So I guess on that side of things, it was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want. It's the drink, it's a drink. You can't get much closer to Cinderella's Castle yeah. either. But what? But it's obviously probably the busiest part of of Disney World altogether. Yeah. What was what? Did it meet your expectations when it comes to like that? The stress of working in a high foot traffic environment. Do you know what? I didn't feel stressed once. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I I can, I can honestly hand on heart say I didn't feel stressed once. Probably when I first had to press the big red button when you were pressed with the evac uh, machines, and I was like they're trusting me with this oh my God. <laughs> that was probably the stressfulest moment there but I it's I say this ev- in every location that I, I work like this is my office window like there are some people who are currently like working from home and their office window doesn't change yeah. and then I'm there in the height of the wishes era as well and I would finish my night every night watching Main Street Electrical Parade gone by and hearing wishes come through. And because we were in one of the fallout zones for the fireworks, it was very much on top of us. So yeah. I was li- literally living my best life. That is amazing. I mean, obviously it had a huge impact, like you said, on the next part of your life. Um, what what was what was the, the trigger point you said, you know what, I'm going to get back on that horse and I'm going to get back to Disney World no matter what I have to do. Oh, I can tell you exactly when that was, when the plane landed back in the UK <laughs> at the end of my ICP. Amazing, amazing. And I, I, wish I, I wish I was joking, but I finished my ICP in August and I applied for CRP in September. It was that close. However, because of the visa situation, which I didn't know about at that point, I obviously was rejected. Yeah. And then I was rejected again. And then I got to pre-screens and then got rejected and nice. then got to finals. And got rejected. So honestly, it was quite a battle and a struggle to get to CRP. I knew I wanted it and I knew I could do it because, heck, I had just finished working quick service food and beverage in Walt Disney World. And what am I applying for? (laughs) Quick service food and and beverage. It's crazy. Obviously, me working with you, I think you're one of the most passionate people about the company that I know even working with you like everything you did was about the Disney standard and it was like about about making magic literally so it's so (laughs) crazy to think how many people do miss out on this opportunity because of the amount of positions that are available at the end of the day and because of the way that 
certain things might go in the moment but I mean you did you continue to do it and so how long did that end up being between your college your international program and then the CRP three years wow three years of rejections (laughs) I never stopped like I was like I don't care how old I'm getting because there is a slight stigma of age when you are doing things like that but then you have certain individuals whereby you go, well, if they're that age, I don't feel so bad. Yeah, <laughs> there's always someone at the top of the list, you yeah. know, always. So I finished um, ICP in 2014 and then got to the PAV in 2017. Amazing. So, yeah. I mean, what a journey to that point. We obviously hear a lot about the CRP on this podcast. We've had a lot of CRP alumni to I know it's a hard experience to summarize but I think the two most important things for listeners to hear people that want to go on a CRP when the programs are back open and for people to reflect on their experience as well was like what is basically what what is a good summary of your experience on the program and what advice would you give to someone that wants to go on a program in the future because I know for me my main thing is not getting caught up in silly little things that causes you stress because it's just you're at Disney World, like everything yeah. is, you're on a time, you're on a time limit, just enjoy every moment like it's your last. Oh gosh, that's, that's literally how I lived. I, I remember coming back home from CRP and I think I slept for like a week yeah. because every day, every day off, it was right, 7am rope drop, let's do this. Or I've got a 7am flight to catch because I've got three days off, let's go to Washington DC. You, you do make those, you, you make memories. Yeah. Make make memories not money that became mine and my friend holly's hashtag every time we went out and did something or we were choosing to do something it'll be make memories not money (laughs) yeah i totally agree with you on that like it's it's you you can make money at any point in your life you can't experience this program again unless you're very lucky you get to go on the second one you know and like 12 months sounds like a long time but when you're out there and you've got like a little bucket list of things to do you then quickly realize I'm running out of time. How have I not done this? How have I not done that? And like, there are still things on my bucket list that after, because I was extended to like an extra month, um, 13 months of a program and I still have things that I'm like, oh, I need to do this. Yeah. Oh, that was like, I was, I was reckless. I was like, do I want to stay in three club level staycases this week? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm paying my rent, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, give me the unlimited prosecco and like the, and yep. the like club view of he- happily ever after. I'm down for oh, it. You know, don't <laughs> even get me started. That was one of my best memories, and I didn't even apl- I didn't even plan to stay at club level, and that happened to me. I checked I think in. I remember that happening. Yeah, I checked in. I was I had like an overnight booked at the Contemporary Resort with my Canadian uh, roommate Julie. And we checked in and I just went, just out of um, curiosity, what is the price difference between like what we're staying in and club level? Because I tried to book club level and nothing was showing and I wasn't sure if it was because there was no availability, et cetera, et cetera. And she just went on her computer, looked at me, looked at Julie, rang someone and then came back to the desk. And she was like, okay, let me show you to your room. And I was like, oh, okay there no information about club level she's like no darling that's where we're going I, ah! I, burst, I burst into tears in the contemporary resort lobby like you're joking please tell me you're joking she's like no no she was like touch your magic band to um the the tag in the elevator and you just hear mickey going 12th floor and then ah. opens and it's the contemporary resort lobby and i was greeted with a glass of rosa regale and i was just like, oh <laughs> 
it is it is and the club i mean the contemporary club level is insane as well one experience it's so beautiful everyone asks me like why is the contemporary your favorite resort and i'm just like i can't even put into words because it's not particularly disney it's not like it's it's just classic i think obviously because walter had a hand in it himself in because it's the original resort and i think because I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to the love of Disney things, I think that's why it's on the top of my list. And I always just have that vision of my first ever vacation and being on the monorail and going through it, going, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to stay here? Yeah, I I remember going to um, (laughs) Chef Mickey when I was on my first trip when I was like, 11 years old or 12 years old whatever I was and never ever would I thought I'd be like <laughs> staying in the hotel that like I went for dinner in when I was 12 years old you know that we could only yeah. barely just afford because it was a, such an expensive holiday and you're like no I'm staying here now I'm in club I'm like I'm in like the Stand presidential alive. suite you know <laughs> um but anyway like I said we 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 could sit here and talk about CRP all day because obviously being on the program together and stuff it is it's a huge experience but I do want to talk about um what you did next which was working on the Disney Wonder yeah so that was a kind of a shot in the dark application as well because I was I've been back a year from my CRP and it was the one year waiting period to be able to apply again regarding visas, things like that. And I was like, right, let's get the ball rolling. So I applied for CRP and didn't hear anything initially. And then I heard um, someone had applied for the cruise line and I was just like, oh, how did you do it? Like what's because obviously you don't just directly apply to cruise line. You have to go through. Um, an agent and so I I got the um, got the information and I was like let's just put an application in for this as well why not so at the same time I had CRP and DCL on the go and within five days of the cruise line I got offered an invitation for an interview and three days after that they offered me a position (laughs) and then um, the week that I was supposed to leave for um my first contract I get a lovely email from Sue Sharp saying hey can we uh schedule you for your blue jean interview (laughs) I'm just like um yes but I will be in Galveston Texas um doing my traditions class for cruise line so (laughs) wow so did you go through did you go through with the interview I did, yeah. I had a lovely chat with Sue, and um, because of my contract with the cruise line, they she was like, "Right, we'll pop you on the wait list." And yeah. so, after you finished your contract with the cruise line, you can pop on back over. Wow! And, yeah, so I was literally playing the two fields at the same time. Crazy! And then Corona happened. <laughs> but do you know what, Alice? Like, how the tables turn that you that you got rejected and you got rejected and you got rejected. And it was like, no, no, no. I'm sticking through and I'm I'm persevering because this is what I want. This is my this is my goal. Yeah. And I'm going to achieve it. And now you and then you had the choice of two. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm being brought <laughs> both directions here. You know? Yeah. But, um, but so what what was your role on the um, Wonder and what was that experience like against being on the CRP? So I was once again in food and beverage. Um, me and Disney and food and beverage seem to just go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I, the best place <laughs> I was, to be, though. <laughs> I was an assistant server. So obviously, um, Disney and their dining rotations on the ship, you have a server and assistant server who stay with the party. You look after about like three or four parties at a time. 
and you follow them around the different restaurants. So rather than the guests go to another restaurant with a new service team, you follow them everywhere. So you get to know their likes, their dislikes. And so, yeah, being the assistant server, you kind of have to be the brains of the, of the, the pair, <laughs> I should say, with yeah. my server anyway. He stands there and he gets to know the guests and he looks pretty and just, he is the face of, of what's happening. Whereas we are the runners. We get the sodas, we get the meals, we clear the tables. Do you know what as well? Like yeah. as much as it's called an assistant server, I, I've only done one cruise on the fantasy. And as much as I enjoyed my time with my server, when it comes to tipping out at the end, I tipped equal, if not more, I think, to my assistant server, because you can acknowledge that this person is literally, especially as we were food, we were literally food runners. Yeah. Most, I think it was most Tuesdays from memory, like together. Yeah, like, most Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, we know how hard it is. Yeah. And then to, to then, as much as, yeah, you've only got a certain amount of parties per per itinerary that you are dealing with, that doesn't matter because you've got a, a whole dining room full of people. It's bad enough <laughs> being in the frozen ground, yeah. but these dining rooms are like massive and they have yeah. so many different things going on, so many different requirements. And it's just, it's it's insane. But I mean, I'm guessing on a whole, it was a pretty good experience working in the dining room. I adored it. And I was, I was actually really blessed with an amazing server. So between me and him, we are just a great team. Like it got to a point like, like you could pretty much just predict what each other are going to do, what the next move is going to be. So it was, I'm not going to use the word easy because it is not easy, but working with him, things flowed, things just yeah. worked. So it was, and do was, you stick, do you stick with that person for your whole contract? Um, not always. So I was once again, very lucky that me and Roland stayed together literally from day one after training to the day that he finished his contract and um but I know that some people between each cruise not even just a contract between each cruise may change their server so you never get a chance to actually make that connection with the other person and know how they work which is a disaster yeah Yeah. exactly like (laughs) you do depend even in the Raisin Crown like I think there's when there's a certain food runner on you're like oh good this person knows knows my flow knows like things that I need like and, and and as much as I think it's again different because you are one one family because we're a very small team at the Rose and Crown. Yeah. But flipping between like servers must be so difficult. Yeah, I I, I was very thankful that that was a position I was never in. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and you did one one contract before Corona hit, right? I was on my first contract when Corona hit. Wow. So what was that experience like being being on your first contract <laughs> and then having to having it ripped out from underneath (laughs) literally you're like the universe hates me what's going on like like Hugh Dido white flag I won't go down with this shit you're like no it's not happening oh my god that's so tragic um yeah so it was um it was interesting the first four months were great the first month crazy a lot of training a lot of what the heck am I doing why why did I sign up for this because it it is a shock to the system and then I think by like on my fourth week, I was like, okay, I've got this. Yeah. And it was amazing. I was really lucky as well. During the time when we had service, I actually was a dining room operations assistant. So I didn't spend as much time in the dining room other than in dinner service. Um, Cause I was stuck behind a computer made, making Excel spreadsheets, which was so much fun. Yeah. Um, 
but then yes corona happened we were actually crossing the panama canal when it happened um it's kind of it's i could use the word funny it's kind of funny because we were i remember sitting in crew mess one day this is probably like january february time and looking at the news going oh something's going on in china oh look something that happened in china is going on in italy good thing i'm in america um and uh, yeah so it must have been the i think the 6th of march was when our panama cruise was happening and the 8th of march um i was in cosmo mexico and i just been to the store i just bought a few little bits and bobs because you know blissfully unaware and then by the 9th of march we were told yeah that was your last time touching land (laughs) we were yeah, we were we were supposed to um so the itinerary was supposed to be this side grand came um i think there was cosmo grand cayman um colombia it's cartagena in colombia then cross panama and then go to puerto vallarta and cabo san lucas and then up to san diego and it got to we we did cozumel we did grand cayman and then it got to Cartagena and um, it was when we were supposed to have a crew changeover. So it was supposed to be for the entertainment crew because it's a two week cruise. You don't want to see the same thing twice. So you have the first week and then the second week and then we we're changing our entertainment. The guys that were on the ship were, were not allowed to leave and the guys that were on the shore side were not allowed to get on. We were refused entry in Colombia. And then it was like, okay, um, interesting so then we crossed the Panama Canal and then we're every day we're getting more and more updates and like you start to hear the when you wish upon a star chime that they do as a notification like captain has something to say by the end of that cruise I think every time we heard that go off our hearts sank a little bit I do you know even because, even you say I don't want to interrupt you but like even you saying that literally it feels like I'm listening to almost like a horror movie situation like it, it just feels <laughs> I'm sure Disney made it as comfortable as it could possibly be, but the fact that you are literally isolated yeah. on a ship together, not really knowing yeah. what's going on because you well, are not properly connected on a ship. No, and the thing is, because... Like, How's that for timing? That sound was the sound of nightmares <laughs> <laughs> come the end of our Panama. <laughs> perfectly timed literally but, um, literally i can't remember what i was saying um that was such a distraction thank you captain um, <laughs> oh <laughs> I, re- I remember the day they actually said um it, the, the day that disney died i remember that actually i was um i was in the middle of dinner service in tiana's and it was just in between perfectly in between first and second seating mm. so my guests had just sat down for second seating and it was the point when they said right all Disney parks have closed there's no more cruising and we are going to be the last ship with Disney guests on we're going to be the last connection with Disney and guests so that was um a little bit emotional yeah I don't want to make myself sound like a blubber butt on this thing because I think I've talked about me bursting into tears twice already but (laughs) I I, I did I did have a wee little sort of like oh what's nope nope I'm just yeah. I'm sweating it's it's not it's not not tears it's sweat um, <laughs> but fortunately my guests on board that cruise were an absolute delight they Good. honestly were the most amazing group of guests I could possibly ask for 
and a whole bunch of Disney kinos as well. So they were getting as emotional as me hearing about yeah. the closure of the parks. Um, and actually, I'm still um, talk to a couple of them because like the way we left it in Panama, they obviously wanted to make sure that we were okay because we were just being told, that's it, you're not going anywhere. You're yeah, stuck. Um, we don't know. We don't know what you're doing. We don't know where you're going. We don't know when you'll go home. And obviously our guests were like, we don't want to leave you if you don't have access to this. We want to make sure that you've got this. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was lovely. It wasn't, I'm, but it was. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was, yeah, reassuring to have those nice guests. But also at that point, not only are you on a ship, you're on the other side of the world from your family. Um, you mm. don't know the extent of this thing at this point. But how long did you end up being on the ship for before getting to come home? Um, do, 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 do. it wasn't that long. It was maybe just, just under a month, like right. maybe about three weeks. Um, so I was really lucky. Like I was, I got home quite fast. Cause obviously the UK from the US at that point still had the connections, still yeah. had bridges and the ability to get home. Whereas I had a lot of friends who were in other countries that weren't as lucky. I know that I had a friend from Mauritius who the Mauritius just closed their doors they were just like nope that's it no one's coming in no one's going and he couldn't get home he was like on month one of the the guys on board right now she was in quarantine for two and a half months wow and in in her cabin she was stuck here for two and a half months crazy it was yeah and because nobody really knew what was going on at the time nobody really knew what they could do yeah so it was just every, every day was a new sort of a new rule would come into play or you know a new bit of information about what what this thing was but, but um, I mean at, yeah. at that point when the guests got off the ship it must have felt like the safest place to be at that point in time oh yeah do you know what I I didn't want to go home as horrible <laughs> as as horrible as that sounds and my mum she said the same thing she was like honestly I want you to come home because I, I love and miss you but right now you're in the best place you could possibly yeah. be because ships are so clean. Yeah. Like they're, they're rigorous as enough as it is anyway. Um, but we had food, we had toilet paper. We then had free Wi-Fi, which was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like we had what we needed and we had, we're on our own little support bubble because you live and work with these people so closely that they do become family as cheesy as that sounds. But it really was and then some, to go through something like that together you really do make those connections and yeah um I remember working in cabanas and it was on a Wednesday and it was about half past seven quarter to eight o'clock at night and my dining room manager comes up to me and he goes you need to call so-and-so and I call them and they're like right you're going home on Friday and I was like uh what and they're like yep yeah, we've got your flight no ifs, no buts, no coconuts, <laughs> you're going home. Wow. And I was like, at what time? 7 a.m. on <laughs> Friday. So, and at this point, we had a 9 p.m. curfew. And because we were split up from our cabin mates as well, I was in a guest cabin. And um, so I was in one cabin and my possessions were in another. I finished work at half past eight. So at Within that 30 minute window, I had to go from one cabin to another, collect things, pack. And then the Thursday I was still working breakfast, lunch and dinner anyway as well. So 
it was uh, probably one of the most stressful packing experiences of my life yeah it sounds it (laughs) it sounds it but I mean you got home you you like lived on a ship with no guests which is very rare like that's not gonna happen (laughs) many times in your life um I mean obviously going back on the ship after an experience like that I imagine some people might have found it quite traumatic in any experience like having to be away from home I don't know how I would have handled handled it if I'm honest but um obviously spoilers you are on the magic at sea at the moment (laughs) and doing your thing obviously no guests on there just yet but um there will be very very shortly what what was it that made you want to go back after that Everything, everything made me want to go back. I, there is no way I could end my Disney Cruise Line career after one, one contract. Yeah. But, but I couldn't end a Disney career like that, the way the contract ended. There was no way that I was going to let something like Corona happen and cut short my time on this ship. And that be, well, finita la musica, that is the end. That is how we do it. No, I am coming back and I'm going to do it right granted starting this one off a little bit differently we're kind of starting how I finished the last contract yeah but this is this is the this is the stepping stone this is if this these cruises go right it is going to be making waves for the other ships that are just waiting to get guests back and we can't wait for guests to come back (laughs) yeah I'm so honestly like I can just I, like I said, I know you well enough to know that you live and breathe Disney and everything that <laughs> it aims to do for its guests. It, yes, it's expensive to get into parks and to go on cruises, but it's but you get what you pay for. Like it really is. It is an experience. Oh, um, and yeah, I mean, what a journey you've been on. Like it has been a roller coaster, <laughs> a literal roller coaster up and Literally. down. But you are gonna thrive I know you are and you're gonna you are gonna be on the magic at sea when guests come out back on board right I believe so it hasn't been confirmed yet okay but um quite possibly <laughs> quite possibly pending as, as of as of right now my contract is due to expire the day guests come back yeah so I'll be leaving on the gangway one way they'll be coming on the gangway <laughs> the other way. but I it's it's the thing about cruise line and this the the environment that we live in right now like we've just got to be flexible it's unpredictable yeah and that's the thing it's 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 unpredictable so as of right now officially no I won't be here when guests arrive so that will be a bit weird but I hope that they might take me for an extra month even if it's just a month because obviously the cruises themselves got pushed back by a month they were supposed to start in June they're not starting until July and I was supposed to leave in July with at least one month of guests. So in my head, I'm hoping for maybe one month with guests. We will see. We will Who see. Knows? Stay tuned. Stay tuned, guys. But oh, my <laughs> God, like Alice, like I said, what a journey you've had. I do have a couple of final questions for you. I want to know, this is hard because you've been all across the shop, literally. But what <laughs> is your what is the highlight of your time with the Disney company so far? Oh, my gosh my highlight I have way too many literally this is going to sound so cheesy and so cliche but literally every day has a new highlight like there's always something that is going to be great for that day um okay going back to living that server life and you know just I remember sitting one day and feeling 
it was that moment of like I feel blessed because yeah. I was I was serving um I was outside on deck and the weather just changed and it just thunderously hammered it down you know the typical classic Florida rain. yeah yeah which we love and then in true Florida fashion it just stopped and you had this whole group of people complaining and whining that the weather was rubbish they're going to go back to their rooms and their resorts because what's the point of walking around Disney in the rain and like just standing there on the lagoon and you can see all the different countries and like the way that the rain cleared and the way that the sky looked and yes cliche there was a rainbow because you know of course you can't have a a (laughs) rainbow without rain um and I just remember and that was the moment I think that was the one of the moments when I just stopped went this is my office window this is my workspace this is where I am it doesn't matter what happens in a day tomorrow's going to be different and right now this is magical and this is great and there are so many times within the company in different locations where I have those moments and go my god I work for Disney yeah and it's and you worked so hard for it as well like like kudos to you and and I'm so thankful the company does have people like you as a part of their dedicated team still because you do like I said live and breathe Disney I know that from from knowing you personally and I know I think everyone that knows you as well knows that this is you like I am a Disney kid <laughs> through and through like this is this is yeah. me take me or leave me but um but Alice it Put has been with the so, Kino crowd literally literally no shame at all but no it's been such a pleasure None. catching up with you again and um I do have one final question for you um so I want to okay. know Alice what your deepest darkest Disney confession is um this is actually quite quite hard to admit because I love my musical theatre and I love my shows but I can't stand the Finding Nemo show in Animal Kingdom no that's my favourite no (laughs) (laughs) okay tell me you have to you have to give me an explanation I need to know why I really I can't put into words why I think maybe the day that I went to go see it I was probably not in the best state of mind anyway I might because I I actually remember the day vividly I was supposed to be in Universal and I didn't have the right annual pass for the day so I got all the way out there and was blocked off and the people that I were with were just like bye then (gasps) see you later have a good day oh my god I hope you're not friends with those people (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking obviously I was like, well, what can I do now? And I remember being in the Uber um, on the way back to Disney property. And I was like, oh, look, there is a fast pass for Flight of Passage. There is a fast pass for Everest. And there's a fast pass for something else. I can't remember what it was. And then I had time to kill between a few things. And so I was like, let's just pop in to see what the fuss is about. And I didn't find out what the fuss was about. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a I think I don't know what it is about I think it's something I remember as a kid quite vividly um and I will I am I'll be honest this is also controversial but I am more of a Nemo fan than a Lion King fan so <laughs> I think it just it sits well with me but I'll let I you think have that's it. probably my problem with it as well is Lion King is a musical yeah Finding Nemo other than just keep swimming just keep, <laughs> other than that 
it is not a musical. So where have they pulled these songs from? But I, I will, as much as I don't like the show, I will admit the whole go with the flow Banger. is great. Banger. That song is like, you know, the saving grace of that show. Yeah. And I will happily go in, watch that song and, and leave. <laughs> I love it. Well, Alice, we've had your confession, we've heard your journey. I just want to say thank you so much. While you're literally on the cruise ship we all want to be on yeah. right now, you've taken the time out of your day and come and talk to us. So I just want to say thank you so, so much. Thank you for wanting me back. Of course, don't be silly. No, and I can't wait till you're back on land at some point and we can catch up, have a coffee or drink or like Definitely. just talk about disney for hours you know but anyway like i said i can do that so easily <laughs> yeah of course of course you can but um yeah go follow alice on instagram to see all of uh, everything she's up to on um with her disney life and i'll pop that in the link for this episode and over on our instagram when this episode goes live as well but one more huge thank you to alice everyone <laughs> Thank you. Um, but this has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Car Summer. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.